Tech Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. There are lots of things that have happened in 2020 that we could never have predicted. And the return of the den on RTE TV is certainly one of those. And for those of you who are too young or too old to remember it, the den was a bit of a cultural phenomenon, home to Zig and Zag, Dustin the Turkey and Saki. And it drew unexpected uh, viewership figures with its zany humour and a bit of unscripted madness along the way. Not quite a programme you might remember, more of a series of links between them. The Den has a long list of presenters and Limerick's own Emma O'Driscoll was one. But before Emma, there was, of course, Jerry May. And Jerry is on the line. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Hi, hi, Joe. How are you? I'm Lovely good. To talk to you. So the Den is coming back <laughs> oh, a, a half six slot <laughs> from November. What do you make of that? Oh, look, I've been honest. Um, it's something that has come up in conversation all for the last 20 years of me working in television, it's the one thing, no matter what I did, it always went back to the den. And it, it, it is something that is very much entrenched in, in people's... They always smile. You always see a smile on someone's face when, when the den is mentioned. And I, it, it really struck me oh, a few years ago, I was interviewing um, the lovely Jack Rayner, the Irish actor, and, um, and a, a director of his who talked about... I went in to interview them and they just wanted to talk about the den. And they had said that, you know, that kind of humour isn't there anymore and that they were looking for tapes to show that their nieces and nephews how to have a bit of crack on the, tele- on the television. And it was really only having those conversations over the last few years that I realised, because when you're in it, I don't think you realise it. And you also, it's like any moment in time, you think it's going to last forever when you're in it. Um, and it, and when it stopped, I think I realised, looking at young people's television, which I'm still interested in, that that unscripted, you mentioned being unscripted, that unscriptedness went out the door. Um, and I think maybe RTE were a little bit, um, and every every television company um, could have been guilty of this, where they started looking at Nickelodeon, I remember when we were there, and looking at the British television, and everything was scripted. And they, I think, I don't know whether it's a loss of confidence or it's just people, different producers decided, yeah, this is this is not the way to go. Um, but it was, when I say it was unscripted, Joe, it was genuinely unscripted. We had no idea what we were going to say next. And the thing is, Jerry, I mean, on radio and TV, those yeah. are often the golden moments, aren't they? I know. Oh, they really are. Like, like I remember. I, I, there's loads I, I remember and loads I don't remember. Talking about like it was a seven-year period in my life, but um, but I remember one Friday we did a dress-up Friday. It was now grown-ups dressing up. There's, you know, there's, there's a lot. There's another program in that one, um, but we enjoyed it immensely. And anybody who passed down the corridor, be it newsreaders or Shirley Temple Bar, or whatever, got dragged in and dressed up. And I think it, the, the amount of phone calls and even people from radio, you know, over an RT, everybody was glued to the screens. Now, all of it was, was none of it was, there was a little bit, of, you always plan a little bit, obviously, to get costumes and all the rest of it. But outside of that, you really don't know what is going to happen next. But it was a moment that we came off and we went, that was, that was so enjoyable. I don't know about anybody else, but we really enjoyed that. Um, and those, those moments, um, I don't know if if they can or will ever happen again. Not not because we were all there, but because because of the fear around. You 
can't say that. Be yeah, careful. Yeah. And, and even even towards the last few years, like that was really sneaking in. You know, um, you know, really, can you get? A, what if someone picks it up this way? And it used to really. Oh, I used to think, God, where where are we going with this? You know, yeah, there's been no wonder, joy left. Yeah. You guys obviously realised at a certain point as well that, um, and I was mentioning this a few minutes ago, you had yeah. your kids' audience, but then yeah. you had the Cocoa Pops Brigade, the students watching it yeah. at four in the afternoon and yeah. waiting to see what might happen. <laughs> yeah, well, we did. Um, and, and But we used to get, we brought in for these meetings, um, you know, and we'd get the, the breakdown of who was watching. They'd have different age groups, and um, but I remember being brought brought into a meeting, and they were concerned about the amount of adult male adults that were watching. They were concerned about it, and I remember thinking, <laughs> an audience, an audience, I wouldn't be too. <laughs> yeah, they were because again, it's a bit like book publishing. When you go into book, book publishing, you say, but what age group? And it's it's four to six, or it's adults over eighteen, or it's whatever. They're very tied into an age group. And I used to have this conversation with them all the time. Does it really matter? Can we not cross every age group? Whoever picks out what they need to pick out in that moment. Like children aren't going to get a lot of the, the humour mm. um, that might be there. But maybe their their moms or dads or grandparents or or like that, the students will get it. Can we? I, I just felt it was something that could, could fulfil everybody's humour. Yeah. You think about the Toy Story franchise, for example, yeah. and many other examples where there's humour in that that's aimed at adults, but like the kids love it. They love it, and there's no. I I remember Joe the first time I saw Shrek, and I went, "That's it, that's yes. that's it." It nailed it um, because that's what, um, and in a very small way. Now, Jeannie Max, in a very small way, that's kind of we used to do story time myself and Saki in the morning, and it was a bit like that. It was taking. Um, ordinary or, 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 you know, classical um, story tales and bring them into our lives. You know, like you'd have Anne Doyle as the Wicked Witch or, you know, or whoever, Eamon Dunphy, <laughs> was, God love him, he got, he got a rotten time on, on the day. But all these people, Mary Robinson, everybody got in there. And so when I saw, when I saw Shrek initially and they were taking the mick out of fairy tales, I went, ah, oh, at last, we're, we're, we're right. you know, we're getting there. You know, I just, um, it was lovely. It was lovely. But you're right. Yeah, it's um, it was. You know, the humor had. I and I still believe it in everything. The humor should cross as yes. many age groups as possible. Um, because we, we're talking to Jerry May about the den, yes. which is coming back. And and Jerry, um, yes. which of the puppets did you work with? I worked with Saki, who was Saki Zuppy Snotter. Right. Those three were in the morning, and then we used to have to sometimes in the afternoon. Um, we used to prep for the next show the next that afternoon, but um, sometimes we'd be on in the afternoon then, and it was Dustin and Saki in the afternoon, and whoever else was, you know, whatever whatever storyline was going that particular day. And as I said, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't organised or anything. Um, it was whatever way it was turning out, or maybe there was something in the news that they would bring Ted in, or they would bring in. You know, Snotter, as I said, or somebody else in. Um, Aunt Monica was another person that used to come in on a certain day. Uncle Don, of course, Don Connery. Yes, yes. Um, so, so you but, could work a theme around that right. as well. But I mean, I, I, obviously, I, I can see how because we're doing it right now. You can have a conversation yeah. with human beings, but I mean, yeah. how did you work with these puppets? Is in like, what talk to them? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, where, where was your head at when you when you were in the middle of that? Well, my head was. Oh, it was their heads that were down. <laughs> um, 
so I didn't wear a skirt as you could imagine um, but they, they, they were all they were all beside us um, they were beside us um, and, uh, and and they would put their hand up it's a bit like watching um, actually I've watched documentaries on, on the guys who do the Muppets um, is in Frank Oz and Jim Henson and, and, and that kind of thing. They, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's not dissimilar to that, Joe, where they're on, now they're not on trackers, they have their beds um, that are custom made and they sit down be, on, on the ground on these very flat. Do you know what they're like? Um, those mechanic mechanical beds, you know, with little rollers yeah. on them or yeah. something, um, where you go in under the car. They're a bit like that, and those guys, were their ones were wooden. Right. But, um, and, I mean, and, but, but you've had situations you know, before you went on air where, you know, <laughs> one, one of the of the puppeteers was going, oh, gee, it was a terrible night last night, I got no sleep, and the kids were annoying me, or, or whatever, and yeah. then bang, you had to... <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it. Do you know what's funny? I was on the Elaine show. I do um, some work on the Elaine show yes. on Virgin Media, and she... We were talking about that, actually, the whole thing of um, do you put on a face and um, for and, and you know this, you know, on radio, you know, or, you know, do you put on your voice, your, you know, your for, for regardless of what's going on in your life. And that was always the thing. I remember going through something that was in the newspapers at the time and I was on air the next morning. And I remember saying to the to Saki, you know, as, as the guy Saki, saying, you know, no four year old or five-year-old, or 10-year-old, or 20-year-old is interested in what's happening in our lives. So all the problems stay outside that door, regardless. Because there's somebody out there that's having a really bad day. could be worse than ours. A little kid. World War Three could be going on behind. It's our job to make them smile. Yeah. And that always set the tone for whatever happened in any of our lives in studio. It was all about the kid that was maybe not in a good place in a home. Yeah. But if we could put a smile on their faces before they went to school, then mission accomplished. Now, there was fierce tension. I think Dustin took it very badly, particularly when um, Zig and Zag went across the water, didn't they, and, and took uh, the big money in London. And, and I think he, he always felt that they went native when they went over there. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, in fairness, Dustin did fairly well on his home turf. So, <laughs> you know, he was doing, I suppose, you know what, you know, the silver lining with all that is, there's more gigs for others that are, you know, if they went over, they did. They went over to Channel Four, um, and they they did they did well, um, and they're good. You see, the thing about Zig and Zag is, as guys, as, as um, they're good writers, yeah, and they had their own company as well, so they had a very different business going than than the guys on the den, um, but it left room for like Dustin was brilliant, and and I. You know, I don't know if he still is um, doing. I suppose they may not be. They may not be pantos this year. But he that became his niche, um, and he did very. He did very well out of that. The thing about Dustin, I suppose, um, and this is what I always felt is, is personal, is that he's very Dublin. Yes. And to travel with that when you're that colloquial could be a little bit problematic. The Zig and Zag had a more neutral accent. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, and and the other thing was, and I, I always admired Dustin for this. Dustin could ask, you know, serious figures, you know, people who would soon be president of the country and that sort yeah. of crack, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, the most outrageous questions that we'd all love to ask them. We just couldn't get away with, but Dustin could because he was a turtle. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. If you're, if you're going to, and, and it's what Pat Kenny struggled with this for quite a while, um, he used to take terrible offence to him. But the bottom line was, you're taking. Are you going to take offence to a turkey who's a piece of fleece? You know, you really have to when you when you delayer it. And that's what he did because and and nobody knew who and probably still don't know who Dustin is. 
Um, he'd go up and down the back stairs. Even people in RTE don't know what he looks like. Yeah. Um, so he kept it very, very private. So, But as a result of doing that, he could say what he wants. I remember George Mitchell, which, uh, you know, a lot of maybe the younger viewers wouldn't know. He was involved in the, the Northern Ireland talks and he came over and he was a big name at the time and very serious. And I remember Justin asking him when he was bringing his next album out. <laughs> and the jaws... And Saki had to tell him it wasn't George Michael, it was George Michael. <laughs> and there was this moment of, oh, Jesus. Again, like that. And Stephen Ray was another actor who had no sense of humour. He came on because his, his kids were small at the time and they wanted him to and all the rest of us. And he came on and he was given nothing. Um, and one, I think Justin says, you know, what's, um, <laughs> what's, what's Julie Roberts like? You know, and did you like her when you were making these Michael Collins? And he was like, yeah. And there was nothing else. And he did that quite a few times. And then he just, they just looked at him and said, Stephen, aren't you the crack? Aren't you the <laughs> and then he kind of warmed into it. There was a lot of, um, there was a, yeah, they could, they could get away with any, they could get away with everything that, that a, human, a human presenter couldn't get away yeah, with. Yeah. But saying that, as a human presenter, it was your job to feed them the lines. Of course, for them a- absolutely. To go there. I, I, I mean, yeah. was there a fair bit of rehearsal in general? No, what happened, I tell you where the work was done. <laughs> the work was done before you got the job. Um, you know, in, they did auditions and all the rest. They, they were quite careful about, um, particularly Dustin, um, who worked with him in the afternoon. It was myself, Damien, um, and eventually Francis. And that was after Ray. Um, and what they did was they sussed people out and their personalities a long time before they asked you to come forward. Because... Again, they had to recognise, do you have enough humour for this? Um, I remember being tested on general knowledge. Um, just um, children, look, they, they would observe you from a distance, maybe if kids came up and, and wanted to talk to you, and were you rude, were you not? They took a lot in before right. you ever got the job. Very and that was, that was the secret, I think. To the, and after that then, they knew that the work had been done. Yes, I see what you mean. Um, um, yeah. and, and I mean, one other thing, you know, there is a, a saying, you never go back. Uh, you know, is it I know. possible? I know they tried the den, uh, I think as a one-off earlier in yeah. the year during lockdown. It did get a great reaction, including on social media. But yeah. back at half six, different slots, Sunday evening, RT one, different audience. Is, will it work? I don't know. Be not, well, be, I'll tell you what, Dustin will always have an appeal, I think, because because, like what we just talked about, he can say what he wants. Um, there's probably a lot of fodder out there for him at the moment with the way things are going. So, he, he you know, I'm sure he's, he's chomping at the bit. Um, I, I agree with you on the... I was surprised at the time slot. I was surprised at the scheduling of it um, once a week. I agree with the boys having... You need to go live with the den. You need to be getting texts in. You need to be getting um, live feeds. That's hugely important for energy. Um, it's that type of program that works off energy. Um, so all that, agree. I don't know, I, because I, I tell you what, we were in a very special time as well. We didn't have that much competition, Joe. Yeah. Um, we had a bit of British television, um, but but now, now with Netflix, now with, with the onslaught, I think I think it nearly has to up its game a little bit more in order to, to counteract that. But, I, I, you know, the other side of it is there's a lot of parents that will make their kids sit down and watch it whether they want to or not, yeah, just absolutely. for nostalgia reasons alone. Um, um, and, and finally, Jerry, how's life? How's life with you? 
Good, good. So um, I, that's why I'm freelancing now and doing more work with Virgin Media. I left about, um, I left to come down. I married a Limerick man and we were, we were I was in Dublin for about good six, woman. seven years. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and I came home about, oh, I left RT about, uh, like full time. I left RT. I was full time, like up there Monday to Friday and sometimes at the weekends. Um, and I came home about 2017 and um, in order to become a mom. So we, um, we, I became a mom in 2018 and we, um, we adopted two beautiful little children from Vietnam in 2018. Fantastic. So, um, so we're here and um, we're home. So they've started school. So I'm about to, so I'm, I'm, I'm still doing a bit on Virgin Media, but um, doing the MA in psychology and also um, about to launch a project um, thanks to um, home studios, which are everything is so um, achievable now on YouTube, a project which isn't a million miles away, maybe um, from the den and has been inspired by the den. But life, life is good. It's busy. It's good. Um, but it's all, yeah, I'm happy out. Happy out regardless of what's going on in the world. I know what's going, you know, it's, know, um, yeah. it's a difficult time yeah, for everybody. Yeah, but And then it's, it's just, um, it, isn't it just manoeuvring your way through it as it best is, you can? It is. The, what, what more can we do? Listen, fantastic yeah. to chat to you, Jerry. And you, uh, Joe. Thank, thank you so much for chat. telling us about the den. We all look forward oh. to seeing it and uh, yeah. I might have the cocoa pops out at half six. Oh, I know, I know. But when you said that, it brought me back to, and they did a, a piece on, on a radio program recently about the shows that you watched when you were students. And we were in university. It was MacGyver. Oh, MacGyver, um, that yeah. Was our, MacGyver. That was our Coco. MacGyver was brilliant, yeah. yeah. Do, do you know, another great one is, was Neighbours. You know, people became obsessed oh. with Neighbours. It was a half one, wasn't it, on, on BBC. And people were going, oh, oh what's God. happening today? Oh. I know, I know. <laughs> I think Scott and Charlene's wedding was one of the biggest events of our day, of our time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> great, Jerry May. Thank you so Mind much. Appreciate your time. Take care. Bye. Take care. Have a great weekend. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.